Welcome to The Way Freedom Flies. I'm Anthony, and I hope that you've all had a blessed week enjoying it and uh, are just having fun with whatever is going on in this world. Uh, looking at the good side of things, I know that there's been a lot of strenuous stuff with the financial markets and the economy and everything else, and hopefully you're all being able to get through it, and uh, God's helping you, guide you in the right way to get through it, because uh, even right here I'm seeing, um, just breaking here, is that the FBI is revealing that then VP Biden was engaged in a criminal bribery scheme with a foreign national, something we all knew but the FBI does it now. It almost seems like this is a way to get Biden out of the race. I don't know why they would want him out of the race. If they can just swing an election, who cares who the who the puppet is as long as the puppet masters are actually doing what um, the evilness wants to do. Um, this is breaking news. Let me know. You know. Feel free to write in and everything else. I, I'd love to hear your opinions on what you guys think of these things as well. But uh, this is just not more craziness. We already know this stuff. It's like the FBI. Um, you report that there's dog poop in the park, and eight years later they confirm there was dog poop in a dog park. Right? It's just like the FBI has. Uh, I don't get why people say we got to reform the FBI. I think the FBI um, is not good enough to be uh, to be able to clean up a gym after you know a basketball game whatever else they're not good enough to be really anything they've been absolutely a pain in the united states side that they can't be able to do that now we did um have the fomc meeting today and so powell's been out and <laughs> talking a lot he's like i'm not fond of everything i did i it's, it's not uh you know, there's a rate hike of 25% uh, percentage points uh, again. So you're trying to get above that at the same time, right, that this is going on. We have banks going under, and you're getting J.P. Morgan Chase being able to have over 10%, so ignoring laws and rules and everything else to be able to buy out um, First Republic that has now failed. So you have this, right? You have this tech policy, this Fed policy that is pushing down this realm, right? We're trying to get inflation down. At the same time, you have your banks crashing because you're moving rates up so fast. You're having dollar shortages and everything else. And at the same time, Congress has already put restrictions on the energy, as well as the, uh, Biden putting restrictions on how much energy is being released. Your economic driver in all of this is your energy. You can argue this, you can go whatever, but, you know, that's fine. You can say what you want, but it is energy. Energy is behind every dollar, ever behind everything, right, is energy. And your energy output is what's going to get you to the the inflation rates and everything else right that's kind of driving everything you you kind of reduce now what they're trying to do in all this is raise prices enough that you reduce your energy that you need so you can live off of less energy and go green um but that's not exactly how you want to do it right if you were to overproduce on your energy drive the energy cheaper then you'd have your manufacturing and everything else here we see ford going over to china now for one of its vehicles uh, what is it the lincoln uh 
uh, one of the Lincoln vehicles right now, which is, you know, this is where if you had a backbone of a, uh, of a president, guess what? Uh, you would put tariffs on these other countries, uh, make sure that they're staying here. And, uh, if they're not, well, toodaloo, right? Uh, you're going to have to pay for it elsewhere. And with the tariffs higher, nobody's going to buy your vehicles and then they're going to sit on there and then it'll be a huge negative for that company. And we have to get back to having the manufacturing base, a main street base here in the United States. Uh, you know, we got to have everything here. We want to be able to, in my point of view, you have to be able to support your own country. That means you have everything A to Z as much as you can in that country to be able to produce, manufacture, and everything. So let's say that there was an issue, let's say war or famine or whatever else happens to come down the pike, a natural disaster in that area of the world that you can then take care of it in your country. What's the ability then is not only that you were able to take care of your country, but then that country in need, you can then, these companies can then be like, see, we are going to support you and everything else. People there, I don't believe in governments giving money to other countries at all. That is not, um, that is not in the Constitution. That is not something that's supposed to be there. But these are, these are things that I was, I've been thinking about and that if you were able to do that, You'd have your own base. You'd also put a lot of restrictions, uh, or not really restrictions, but disincentivizing other companies to just go out and move everything over to another country. You know, diversification in that is a good thing. I feel like, you know, we've had all these people keep, these car companies especially, keep blaming the, the coronavirus supply chain issues on you know parts not being there not having supply and everything else yet what do they want to do and we're doing it more right we're okay we're moving all this production in china so you have all these cars to come in it's being on shipping chains it's not really green so anybody that says that they're green is just bsing you um but you have all these things and you're you're making the supply chain even worse <laughs> Uh, they can't think very well. Not surprising. Uh, Ford has had their troubles with quality control here last year. They're the highest company um, with issues in recalls over the last couple of years, and that is now even showing even more. It's um, it's sad to see these American companies crumble underneath their own stupidity. So if you if you're listening here, just don't be as stupid um, as something else here but let's talk a little bit about the debt ceiling here since we're on the economy um anyways so we have a debt ceiling right we have a couple outcomes here um and one is that the outcome is is that mccarthy caves and biden gets everything that he wants i i hate to say it but i think that's the most likely i don't trust mccarthy uh at all i don't think he's very smart and i don't think he's very capable so uh, other people may disagree, but show me the January 6th tapes on where he said he released them to the public. And uh, that's my even my first exhibit. So we can start there. Second option is that Biden crumbles and then McCarthy gets everything he wants. And I don't think that that's going to happen either. Um I don't think that's going to happen. It's more likelihood that McCarthy's crumbling because he doesn't understand the power of the purse. Um, that's fine. He's, I, 
like I said before, I don't think he's a very, um, very capable individual in this instance. Uh, really for anything. Um, then you have another option where they compromise. I could see a compromise coming. But do I think the Republicans are willing to sell out more on the compromise than the Democrats? I do, because that's their history. They don't really have a great history of not selling themselves out. So, and those are really the three outcomes I really see happening. Now, there's also the fourth option of default of the debt, really creating economic uh, chaos for this country. That might not be a bad plan. And the reason why I say that, you're, you're looking at me, hey, you're crazy right now. You're talking crazy. But when you think about it, trying to do the same thing over and over again and expecting different results is what the uh, Republicans and Democrats have done for my entire lifetime, um, at least as long as I've been interested in politics, is, is that they keep raising the debt ceiling and they don't change anything. We're just raising it, raising it, raising it, raising it, raising it, raising it. And what? Like, you got to have some pretty special people to keep doing the same thing and expect different results. Instead, we let's say we were default, and then people, Republicans and Democrats have to basically look at, we cannot continue, we have to start cutting or insanely raising taxes. I think the cutting is going to come, because if they insanely raise taxes, people are going to be peeved. I mean, granted, the interest rates right now don't really help. And they're driving the economy into the ground because the Treasury got less than what they anticipated from taxes. I paid more in taxes this year. Great. But it, it was not a was not a good experience, right? You're creating an economic downturn. So anyone telling you that we're a thriving economy and your tax receipts from last year were down and it's already been a choppy year this year, I don't really see where that's going to get any better. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is a pickle that they're in and they have created it that way. Now they just passed that insane spending bill right before the election. This is why I don't think the Republicans have any upper hand at all, because the last time they've been had the upper hand where they could have just waited till the election for the spending things, they passed it anyways. So since they've just passed it anyways, do you think that they're going to be in a situation where they're not going to, um, where, where they're not going to go down the path of, of I'm going to put this, um, actually standing up for what they did? I don't think so. And this is one thing that I like to see them actually correct and actually start doing the right thing. But part of me thinks that the Republicans want to go through and really destroy their party. The GOP is keeping the same Ronda McDonald or whatever her name is in charge, not wanting to work with the uh, America first part of the wing, the people that want to really put change, want to get this country back on track, want to follow the Constitution, the God-believing people. Don't want it. They're down where we have to throw away abortion. We can't, we can't, we can't argue that issue. We just have to be accepting of it. we got to be accepting of those people that... Uh, they're adults, so they just don't push it on the children. 
just keep on moving us more to a liberal-minded mindset. All they care about is the money, and they get that through power. The Democrats, on the other hand, they want power, but they get that with all the money that they have and being elected. So you're going through the same mechanisms, the same people wanting the same things, just in different ways. And we have this problem. So I, I think that there could be a resolution here. Now, I do think that we, we have an opportunity to correct this. We do. I just don't think it's with the people currently in Congress. I think there's a lot of smart people, a lot of great ideas. Um, a lot of, I, I've watched a lot on money over the years, creation, all that stuff. So paying off debt, all that stuff, really studied it, um, something I've been fascinated with. But we have to be able to do it. Now, there's, there's one person I know that was elected that had to go through a lot of that bankruptcies and all this stuff and was able to get out of it and make a lot of money. Just wonder what he would do if he was president. Maybe we'll see that again <laughs> here. But um, this is just, you know, another thing that has been happening over in the craziness of this country. Now, one thing I wanted to do was um, I've been studying a, some of the communism stuff. And it's kind of a cult, right? Uh, you know, you have Karl Marx and everything there. And you have your ten planks, right? And I wanted to be able to go through these. Um, let's see. I thought I had them here. I'm trying to trying to pull up where I had them. So bear with me for a second here. But uh, these ten planks of communism are very, very interesting overall. So you have... The abolish of property and land and application of all rents of land to public purpose. Okay. You can say, well, do we really have that here in the United States? I don't know, do we? It's something to think about here. I think we kind of do. We're starting it with how we'd have zoning and everything else. Bureau of Land Management, DNRs, you know, they overstep their bounds with power and they try to take over things. Number two is a heavy progressive or graduated income tax. We have that. Happened to be, I was looking at something yesterday and Bernie Sanders says if you make over, I think it was a billion dollars, you should be taxed at 100%. I have a question. How is that supposed to help anybody? When you think about it, that's not going to help with anything. In fact, it's probably going to hinder innovation, development, all that stuff. Because there's going to be no one that's going to be spend money or want to make over a billion dollars. Because that's all taxed. Because they probably do it as a... As soon as your revenue gets over a billion, it's 100% tax for something stupid. Knowing our government. Abolish all rights of inheritance. They do that through the inheritance tax, don't they? Trying to get, reap all that benefit so you don't have anything for inheritance. Confiscate all the property of immigrants and rebels. Centralize... The credit in the hands of the state by means of a national bank with the state capital and an exclusive monopoly. 
<laughs> we just talked about that. <laughs> That's why I think Bitcoin's so big. Bitcoin, gold, silver, all that stuff. It's a look at decentralized. Get rid of it. The cash. Don't give up your cash, people. Do not give it up. It's not good. You want to be decentralized out of the government. The government doesn't have your best. If you're just going out and believing the government, ask yourself this. Why? Might be the first question you ever asked yourself. It's not good to just follow the government blindly. Everything out there is information. It is your job to decipher what information is good and bad, but be critically thinking about it so you understand the information. I hope that's what you take from this podcast too, is critical thinking. You know, God is, I believe, is one of the biggest proponents of and encouragers of critical thinking. Jesus talked in parables, which requires you to think. He didn't just tell you this is the way it is. He actually taught in parables so that you thought and you had an understanding of why it actually happened. So be, oh, excuse me, be a critical thinker. So centralize the means of communication and transportation in the hands of the state. Well, they already try that. They try that a lot. You could even say the highways are some of that, right? Speed limits, everything else on there for that control, police all over it. And police, you know, the police are worried about the traffic violations when they should be, uh, you know, concerned about, you know, keeping people safe. But that's backwards in this country. Let me know if your country, too, has a is following a lot of these things, which they probably shouldn't be. I mean, especially the United States. The United States is not founded on these communism rules or planks. They're founded on a republic idea. Of independence. We are all independent. It's we the people, not we the state. I mean, yeah, even trains. They tried to put in a train out here. They had some ideas. Not really close to me, but close enough that I was following it. And I knew some people in the areas. And they were just like, These are, this is the dumbest thing that people are putting up. They would, they would travel between two areas in the state of Wisconsin here. And uh, areas far enough away that you still need another car to be able to drive to the where you worked or everything else because it wasn't like connected to anything. It was out there. Uh, and then um, extension of the factories and instruments of production owned by the state, bringing into cultivation of wastelands and improvement of the soil generally in accordance with the common plan. Oh wait, we have public-private partnerships all over with. Hey, let's give you tax dollars for bringing this company here let's give and i'm not saying that all of this can be bad right um but a flat tax rate uh, on businesses probably would do the same thing um you know incentivizing there what i'm gonna say is pretty bad though is you know all these federalized uh pr private partnerships that are corrupt you know especially when you go back through and Defense spending is a big one, and uh, how they get paid through. Um, you you also have uh, the USDA, how that's run. You you have these farm bills that are all you know creates inflated things. It, there's a lot of it going on now. The getting a company there, uh, I think one thing you know the incentivization through tax credits and everything else is one thing but giving a company money that's exactly what this is why are you giving a company money to be able to come to your 
to to your state or whatever else. Just you know, make a flat rate for all the states. Make your make your state, make your country the most attractive, so people want to come there. And from a from a country level, you can put tariffs and everything else on. Equal liability of labor and establishment of industries, armies, especially agriculture. Well, that's fine, but that's never worked out too well when you try to force everybody to work. Usually people want to work less and less into, because somebody else is doing the work, which because no one has a value attached to working. Combination of agriculture and manufacturing industry gradually, aboli uh, gradually abolishing of the distinction between town and and country by more equal distribution of the population. So, forceful movement. Free education to all children in public schools. Huh. Abolishing the children's factory labor on this present form combination of education with industrial production. Yeah, this is, uh, this is kind of crazy when you think about it. The education system's already junk. But it was created out of that same idea. We don't necessarily need free education. We need good education. We need to be able to take there. There is churches. There is everything else in the community that should be stepping up. I was talking about this last week. Got me all riled up. <laughs> and th this is the reason why, right? Because... We have churches in this country that don't take their oath seriously. I was talking to a friend uh, in chat. I was listening to something, and one thing that came up was a topic of Christianity and Islam. One, there's a lot of movement to Islam right now. Uh, take a look at the Bible and look at that and how Christianity is for your life, and we would have bigger movements there. The problem is is that uh, Christianity has no backbone right now. There's no backbone in Christians. It starts with the pastors in the church. They don't respect the Bible. They do not follow the Bible. The Bible says very clear things. And yet they want to wave the rainbow flag and everything else in their church and accept all of this. It's one thing to bring people back to Jesus. And that's what I'm praying for, is that people come back to Jesus. It's another thing though to accept these blasphemies in your church and then honor them and lift them up as you should be lifting up Jesus. What happens then though is that people just see you as deceitful because you read one thing in the Bible yet you're not following it. That is deceit. There's a void then and that void gets filled up by another religion, this in this case Islam, or you know secular humanism, or all these other things, Hinduism, everything else. I get that this podcast and the way it is more Christian based, and you may believe something else, but I am a believer in Christ, and I believe that God has called me to not only talk about politics and everything else but also incorporate the good news of Jesus in this and when it comes down to it somebody asked me a question once this is about oh gosh eight years ago now 
do you believe this in the Bible? I said, yes. And the, it was a longer question. And um, I said, I, I can't go based off of just what you say and what you're trying to argue. I have to go based upon what the Bible says of what these instructions are. There's a reason why God laid it out that way. There's a reason why. And we have to take that into account. One little fun fact this week I was going through and um, listened to one of the pastors and he was saying, did you know that there was no paragraphs in the Bible until like 1530? So it's just written as, you know, one text. So the paragraphs, you can actually read them differently, right? They're not really divined from the writer. They're just put in there to help you get through it a little bit easier. So when you're reading it, don't necessarily take it as this is the way it was paragraphed out because it wasn't. So you can read things in a little bit differently to have a different understanding and maybe even a better understanding. These are things that we can all take a look at and see. I think that this is an opportunity to, for us to all open up the book and to be able to see how to be able to be a based Christian in God's values instead of being a Christian based in human feelings. We don't need to be based in human feeling. We don't need to go and try to get people because we'll move our beliefs here to hopefully help get the uh, you know all, more people on our side for this this purpose. You could talk about that for election. You talk about that to get more people in the church, to get more money into the coffers of a church. There's many different ways to do it. We're going to be based upon the biblical standing of God, of what he said. You know, I've seen a lot of different things over the years. Now, I'm not saying one's right and one's wrong. Um, well, maybe I kind of am. But, uh, you know, you see some churches that don't really preach the right thing, be able to do many, put in coffers and everything else, but you see that more base church not to be able to do as much. But in the end, for some reason, that biblically-based church lasts longer. Maybe maybe we should take that as a sign of what God wants. Maybe it's not. But I think that God wants us to look at the Bible and follow the Bible, not change the Bible, not go on our human desires. We're seeing all these amazing revivals across the United States, across the world. I've seen some of them as well. I I love those revivals. It makes me so happy inside. Seeing people come to Jesus over these revivals. That's the amazing part about this. I encourage you to pick up a pick up the book, pick up the, there. I I was watching um, a video on an article that had come across my desk about SatanCon. They rip up the Bible. Notice how they didn't rip up a Quran or anything else. One, Islam stands up for that a lot more. And two, they weren't afraid. I don't think they were afraid about the um, Quran. They were afraid about the Bible, what it preaches. You take a look at Hitler. One of the biggest things was is that he was worried. I mean, he, there was a go in the history. There was a Hitler Bible and all that other stuff. But to keep it short here, one of the big things, though, is that he was worried about the Christians standing up for those that he would be attacking because they had compassion. 
they would stand up for the people that he wanted to destroy. Where is that Christianity that's willing to stand up? The early church, that's what they had to do. They were prosecuted. Look at all those people, all the apostles and everything else, that, how they were, those atrocities, how they were going through. Where is that church today? We are the body of Christ. We need to be going through and executing on God's guidance of what he's called us to do. I think he's called us to make a big difference in this world. That doesn't mean that you're going to be up there in front of the cameras. That means that you are going to be in a situation that you're going to make a difference and be able to change the course of life. I was reading a story about um, a family, and he, he prayed to God that he would have a big impact in, um, in the world. And he was just saying, oh, God guide me. He never really made a big impact in the world himself. But out of that family, his kids and grandkids, everything else, he went through and he had senators, representatives, um, doctors, lawyers, everything. He made a big impact in the end. Your calling is something that God has you on a path for. And it doesn't mean God has shown me a big vision. I just told him I don't know how I'm going to get there. But every single little thing he does kind of gets me more towards that. And that's something we have to think about and remember as we go forward. There's a whole bunch there to be able to, there's a whole bunch of people out there. Our job is to kind of reach them and show them the word of God. We should always be showing them Jesus in our own way. I always ask God to use me as an example. So that other people can see how good your glory is. With that, I'm praying for everybody out there. If you want, feel free to reach out to me at the way freedom flies at proton.me. Um, that's the email that you can reach me at. And I hope that you all have a blessed week. God bless.